1: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi and that is David Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, subscribe to the Miami Herald so you can get your latest Dolphins news and news on everything that's happening in South Florida. Um, Like, comment, all that good stuff. Sunday was a fun night. Sunday was a very fun night if you are or a dolphins fan if you are a dolphins fan uh a lot of festivities with the celebration and the recognition of the 1972 undefeated perfect team um we had uh, a couple of legends from that team serve as pregame uh, coin toss captains um a lot of the members of the of that team were in attendance and recognized at halftime along with some of their family members uh, and on the field the Dolphins finally ended their three game losing streak and two was returned. Uh, it wasn't pretty. No points scored in the second half, um, but they get the job done 16 to 10. Uh, three takeaways kind of uh, cementing that win and leading the charge on that win, including two on the uh, final two Steelers drives. Um, obviously, no egg sealing it with that final uh, interception. And the Dolphins moved to four and three ahead of their week eight road game against the Detroit. Lions. We're going to get into all of that. Talk about Tua's return. Talk about the trade deadline coming up as well as preview Sunday's game. But of course, we got to start with that game. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of hype surrounding this game. We talked about it last week, obviously, with the return of Tua. Brian Flores coming back, uh, you know, former head coach coming back now in an assistant role with the Steelers. Obviously, the the backdrop of the national or the Sunday night football national primetime stage. Um, and in the first couple of drives, I mean, the Dolphins look like they were ready to, they were ready to, you know, get back where they started with Tua before he sustained that uh, concussion. First drive to six of seven throws an eight yard touchdown pass to Raheem Mostert. A couple drives later, the defense gets a pick. They get a couple of field goals before, you know, it, it's 13 to zero. And Hey, I think a lot of people at Hard Rock, a lot of people that were watching the game, I know I was thinking it, this is about to be a route. The Dolphins are about to say, hey, we're back. Everything is all good in South Florida. But uh, the Steelers came back. They made it a game. And obviously, in the end, the Dolphins were able to hold off. Um, I first got to ask you, what were your thoughts on that performance? And specifically Tua's performance, because I think that the, the 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 thought process around this team for a lot of people and a lot of fans was, hey, we lost these three games when Tool was out of the lineup, Tool being back in the lineup, our offense should, you know, start clicking, we should get right back to where we were before that week for injury, and again, the first couple of drives, I mean, it looked like they were that unit that we saw before the injury. Um, obviously, there was a little bit of rust, a little bit of missed uh missed connections that could have turned into big games. That games that Tua talked about. Mike McDaniel said that the Steelers made some adjustments and they didn't. Um, but after that performance, do you leave yourself you know more encouraged about the Dolphins with Tua back in the lineup, less encouraged, or are you kind of eh, about the same with them? No, I think it. There was there was
0: very it was a very clear difference uh, of, you know watching the Dolphins just go clicky, 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 click click like down the field, uh with to it who's it was obvious that this is a guy, this is the return of a guy who they've practiced with for a long time for or, I mean relatively long time, you know, training camp. uh this was that this was the starting quarterback. And I also think, look, we talked about it before. Sunday night, you know, now it's the it's the big – Sunday night's the big night. And, you know, I remember, you know, back when Monday night was the thing, you got some of those games where Monday night football hadn't been there in a while or hadn't been there at all. And they came in, and the crowd was hyped, and everybody was hyped. And, and the you both, team yeah. walked in, and it, the busy team walked in it was like – and it, it was you know, like Rocky in the first club or lang fight. And it was like 17 nothing before anybody knew what was happening. And I that that it felt a little bit like that. Um, that the crowd you know, was that, into
1: it, man. Like right. they were they were
0: juiced for that game. They were right. ready, especially after and that. They first were ready. Season. The dolphins were ready. And the, and the players feel that. Players feel that. And here, you know, here and the and you know, the dolphins were were, you know, the dolphins were charged up. This was a big night. And the and I think that's what was going on those first few, few drives. I mean, but he was crisp as heck. I mean, boy, I mean, he was, he was crisper than bacon, man. And then, uh, then it was like, they they ran out of steam or they just, or the fact that they couldn't, you know, those next, those two drives that went ended in field goals, it was almost like, that's where the, you know, you're, you know, the Hot Wheels started to slow down after coming off the ramp. And then here, and then, you know, here come the Steelers and they, they kind of hung around and then they made it a game. And suddenly it was like, the atmosphere was like, Oh yeah, wait a minute. This is an NFL game. This is an NFL team. You are not going to little boy. You know, you're not going to little Boy, us like that. And, but I thought, Tua plug yeah, it was to played well enough for the Dolphins to win. This was a game the defense won.
1: Um, as we have
0: seen, has yeah, been yeah. kind of the,
1: the theme sometimes. Yeah. Obviously, the Baltimore game was different, but right. the other the, two the, wins, three wins now, the defense the, has led the, the way. Defense won it.
0: I mean, you can't, you
1: know, you you can't you score
0: 16 points. It should have been 19. You know. Um you know, he should have taken that field goal at the end of the game to make it a two score game. Then they know, wouldn't have even mean, been in that situation where everyone's on. on management. Exactly. You sit there, yeah. you know, that this is one of those, you know, analytics. I'm like, you know, well, the, how well, about the, the simple map?
1: But well, the interesting thing about it, and I did ask McDaniel about that, because I think that a lot of I think real quick, just a, on a quick aside about that decision. I think a lot of times in this analytical, analytically driven football world that we're living in now. A lot of people think that you're just looking at a score sheet or a score like a, a, a laminated sheet or somebody's in your ear saying the analytics say go for it, go for it. I was very surprised to hear that McDaniel said the numbers didn't and some people on Twitter showed it. The numbers said that they should have kicked it and his analytics people said to kick it. So this was actually like a gut feeling that he he wanted to, to put the ball in the end zone and obviously it backfired. The play call, I wasn't a fan of giving it to Edmonds in that situation. But I thought that was interesting that he kind of eschewed the the analytics and said, No, I'm actually going to. He, he did the old guard. Right. He made the old guard well, decision. I, You're going through your good. But, but see, no, that, no, he, no, the old guard decision is in line
0: with the analytics decision. Sometimes that happens. Okay. Yeah. True. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you know, and he, you know, he, and, and I, I, I stayed corrected on that. But, you know, yeah, that was, to me, that was the obvious. He's, dude, make it a two score game. You know, this is, this is not hard. Um, you know this this team's only scored 10 points on you make them score 10 you know in how many in 50 you know 50 55 minutes of football make, make them score 10 points in what's left um but that's it uh yeah you're not gonna win a lot of games scoring only 16 points um against a, de- a defense that's not I mean it's you know this is not the steel curtain of of any decade. As we discussed yeah. last week, so yeah, it, again, did enough. Um, he did enough to, did enough to for the you know, for the
1: Dolphins to win, and didn't throw the game away. So yeah, I mean, he, he almost threw it on a couple occasions. I mean, I will say and, like and that. That's
0: you know, and and you you, and there you are a lot of people you can attribute contributing to can Ross, add, but but. Look at. Look at every game, look at every
1: NFL game.
0: And there's a couple plays where you go, oh, my God. Oh, how, could, how did they
1: not make that? Uh, I mean, I think that one thing that we've said about two is that he has that penchant to like throw, like to, to make one of those boneheaded decisions. But I mean, there were like four cases where it should have been a plain blank interception. And it's like, I don't know what type of gloves the Steelers defenders were using. I mean, toward the end of the first half, he threw up like a punt that should have been intercepted. Even on the last drive that they had, I mean, he threw a low pass that if, you know, the Steelers defender gets under it a little bit more, I mean, that's that's a game-changing interception. I think I, I'm willing to kind of give to the, you know, the rust factor because he said, hey, I mean, it is it is a little different when you're out there. When you're not out there for three weeks, you come back and you get getting the live reps. Um, but I think that one thing that that stuck in my mind after that game and as it pertains to the offense was, Okay, this is the fourth full game that we've had with Tua. I, mean, I won't count Cincinnati. Obviously, you got knocked out of that game. This is the fourth full game that we've had with Tua and running this offense. And I'll say this. Outside of the fourth quarter of the Baltimore game in week two, how does this offense look to you? It's... It's 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 more it's, or less than an it's, above it's, average to above average offense. Right. It's
0: not overall. It is not. It's not an offense that you can depend on. It's ex, It's 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 explosive. Clearly, they can move the ball. They they, they have yeah. They can move the ball. They've got great big play potential, but it's not something you can depend on. It's not an offense you can depend on, and it's not an offense that clearly. Uh, you know punches it in often
1: Um, well well, that's what's the interesting thing because they so I was looking at I was looking at a mid-game and the stats said that they were the fourth best red zone offense team obviously that went down to fifth after this game so it's like when they get I think it was 12 out of 17 opportunities entering Sunday when they got to the red zone they scored a touchdown that the yards per game is right around league average above league average but it's like Something is like missing there. Obviously, the numbers might be a little bit skewed because Tua wasn't around for a couple of games, but it's like they can move the ball, but they're not really finishing the drives, you know. No, they're not. I mean, look
0: uh, you know, the okay, the games you've referenced, uh the Patriots game, they had you know they had they, the one
1: waddle, they had the one waddle play, and that was right. more or less it.
0: Right. And let's see the you know, okay. Bills game they
1: weren't on the on the field. Bills game they had a short
0: they had a short field on the one on the one uh, strip sack, yeah, strip sack, right? Uh, you know, the other night they drove the ball down the field, got it in the end zone, and then in the second half it was punt, punt.
1: It was, well, it was turnover downs, punt, 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 and, punt, and punt, then
0: like but after the first drive, yeah, you I mean you go field goal, field goal, and then you know that they weren't able to sustain the moment. Momentum and the Steelers also made adjustments, and you know, clear, clearly, it was you know. I think sometimes when you're playing a team like the Dolphins, when you when you have guys like Hill and Waddle, it's hard to simulate that in practice and simulate that speed and simulate what they can do, and you know. Teams can take a second to adjust to it. And, if, and in fact, there were a couple of those, even on that first drive, there were a couple of plays, or maybe the first two drives. There yeah, were if. plays. There were a few plays where you thought I thought it was taking a if, take if it. you if you right, if Tua had thrown the ball just a little
1: bit, it,
0: it had better placement on the pass.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it got completed, but it would allow those guys to keep on running. And I think that was, you know, that's possibly a difference of. You know, a few times, a few weeks off, Um but again, he can, you can. It's we can You know,
1: it's almost tiring parsing
0: this though every week. It really, it really, well, it really I, I think. That
1: really, I, I think that really, the expectation yeah. was, and obviously, I mean, I said it myself. I, I said that, and may, maybe I'm kind of being a little bit, a little bit hypocritical to to criticize the offense so much in the first half of the season because beforehand, before the season started, I said, hey, it's gonna take some time to get it to gel. But I'm thinking, like, with the guys that they have, I mean, at, at wide receiver, at running back, you know, at tight end, the offensive line has been, you know, with Armstead back in the lineup they, and Shell on the right side, they looked, the offensive line didn't allow a sack. They looked good. I'm thinking, like, I mean, again, I'll give them time to work it out but like 16 points a game, 17 points, like 20 points a game. I mean, they're right, they're right around where they were last year when they were scoring like 20 points a game. I mean, I think, I don't think anybody expected them to be the greatest show on turf in year one, but like, I mean, the output is similar to, to last year. I mean, nobody foresaw that and expected that even in the first half of the season. Um, So again, there's time to get it right. But I'm just saying, I mean, now we have a four game sample size of this offense And, you know, we're seeing similar things where, yeah, they have the explosive guys, they can move the ball downfield, but you look up and there's the the points aren't there to show for it. Right. Yeah. And
0: uh, that's, I mean, you'd think that's eventually going to bite bite them, Uh, probably not, you know, against uh, the Detroit Packers, but, uh, you know, that, you know, that. I mean, so that, that'll probably come back to Biden, maybe against, you know, in a rematch against the Jets. Um, you know, uh
1: rematch against Buffalo. Yeah, some of the better teams. And, and I will I will add a caveat. They've played some pretty good defenses through the first, you know, kind of six games, seven games of the year obviously facing uh the the bills and um playing the jets who have a pretty good defense and um and the Patriots who you know before Monday night looked like they were starting to round things together so I will give them that yeah (laughs) the the schedule does start to ease up a little bit like we said starting with this game against the Lions um don't have a good defense they give up a lot of points um so we'll see you know maybe maybe they can string some some games together and maybe they start to see that improvement but you know, we're we're seeing a similar trend. So I'm going to be interesting to see what adjustments Mike McDaniel and that crew makes along with uh, Tua playing his second straight game. Uh, we're going to take a short break. But when we come back on the side of things, the trade deadline is, uh, is coming up next week, Tuesday. Um, so the Dolphins make a move. And if so, for what position? Uh, we're going to talk about that and more. So stay locked with us. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins in that podcast with David Neal talking all things Dolphins. And David, as I alluded to on this uh, other half of the podcast, um, the NFL trade deadline is coming in just one week next Tuesday. um, It's the deadline for teams to make moves. We've already seen some big moves across the NFL with the San Francisco 49ers trading for uh, Christian McCaffrey. I think just yesterday the Jets traded for James Robinson after uh, Brees Hall went down for the year. I know a lot of Dolphins fans are they're, they're kind of you know a little 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 nervous about the injuries that have dwindled the depth at various positions over the first half of the season, um, and they're they're pleading, begging Chris Greer to make a move. Um, I think. You know, we've seen over the course of you know the first seven games, cornerback. I mean, the Dolphins had three healthy cornerbacks um, on Sunday and they're able to get away with that. Uh, I was surprised that they, you know, went into the game with just three healthy cornerbacks. But obviously, Justin Bethel, Noah Igbenogany, they stepped up with some big plays. Um, it looks like they're, they're going to get Cater, Kohu and Keon Crossing back, but Byron Jones, it doesn't seem like he's ready to return from that uh, offseason leg surgery. Um, you know, on the offensive line, we've, had, we've seen Austin Jackson miss the last six games, I believe, and um, he might not return to practice this week as well. Um, and even at, at various positions, you know, safety, they just had Brandon Jones, their starting strong safety going down, so they're going to have to replace him. Um, if there's one position the Dolphins should target, Ahead of
0: the trade deadline, which position is it? Ah, uh, wow. I'm not a big. I mean, the NFL trade deadline, or
1: or you could say they should, or you could say they should stand pat because I uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously you you would want. I think
0: you'd want them to trade for a if they can find get a quality corner, get a starting corner for. I don't know a two
1: or a three. A two? Oh, you you you'd give premium draft capital. I mean, the Dolphins have it. They don't have one of their two ones because obviously they got it taken away in the Ross the Ross right. scandal, tampering scandal. But um, they they do have an extra third, I believe, for uh, from the Devontae Parker trade. They've amassed some picks. You you'd be willing to give a day two, an early day two. Yeah, camp. yeah. Well, you know, for, for a
0: for a solid starting corner, not a you know not a maybe starting corner because I don't, you know, let's, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get X back and um, you need, you know, you go, you need, are you, I mean, you, you need a, to pair with X, you need another solid starting corner. And I, you know, despite how well the corners played this week, you know, against Pickett's charge, Um let's you know that's that's still playing with uh that's still playing with your your chips not on the pass line on one of the little smaller things over there just waiting for them to take your money off the table uh so i think you need that's that's where you need your that's what i would trade for if i were the dolphins if they're going to do anything yeah um it's the NFL trade deadline. Is it, it? always feels like unless there's a really dissatisfied person, or a dissatisfied player, or a just a, t- a team that's just said, "Okay, to heck with it." That it seems like you don't get value. It that doesn't feel yeah. like you get value. So there's,
1: there's very there's very few cases in recent memory where like you can say like a Super Bowl contender made a move for a guy that really moved the needle and pushed them over, over, over the, over the hump, you know? Um, so, so I agree with you there and I do agree with you that if there's one position that I would target, that I would make a move, I were in the front office for the dolphins, it'd be cornerback. Um, just because the nature of it being a premium position and it being a premium position for the dolphins defense. Um, you know, I think that again, um, it was great that Noah and Justin Bethel were able to, you know, kind of step up with those interceptions. Um, and then when they get Cater Kohu back, who's, who started some games, when they get Keon Cross and who's added some depth, I think that they'll be fine. Like I I, I told a fan, I was asking a question about whether they think that that the Dolphins will make a move at defensive back. I said, like, if all those guys are back, you know, Byron, because I'm not even sure, we, we talked about this. So I'm not even sure if Byron's going to come back right now, you know, that the – the, at the, the way it's trending with him. That's just my personal opinion. Um, If you have all those guys back minus Byron, you're fine in the very sense of the word. The defensive line has been stepping up. Um, Josh Boyer has been kind of adjusting to his personnel as defensive coordinator. Um, But if there is a cornerback out, th- out there that you can get, and I know that a lot of fans have been talking about uh, William Jackson, who plays for the, uh, for the Washington uh, Commanders. Um, he's been kind of disgruntled. He has experience in a man-to-man type defense. If you can get a guy like that, um, yeah, you make that move. Um, but if not, if it's just going to be like a, a reserve reserve yeah. offensive tackle, uh, a backup line like, like like those moves, like I mean, you, you can find God to contribute. I think the Dolphins have, have showed that by the lack of moves so far that they feel confident with the guys that are that are in the building. I mean, again, they went into Sunday with three healthy cornerbacks. Um, and again, they get they got kind of I don't want to say they they got lucky, but they kind of did just in um, the sense that you know they they didn't sustain any injuries because if 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 they had any if they had one injury to the cornerback position on Sunday they're in a they're in a dire situation. I mean, all those guys, all three of those guys have to play virtually every snap. Um, so you and, know, and they, they were also that lucky; they were playing a you
0: know a talented rookie, but. A rookie, nonetheless, without uh, uh, Pittsburgh's receivers, at a, it's uh, not—it's
1: not a real offense. I mean, that's not—that's yeah, not, yeah, not a legit no.
0: offense. And uh, yeah, I was—I was sitting there thinking. I mean, as I mean, as it's a great interception to close the game. Great job getting his feet in and everything. Yeah. But I was wondering, it, was, what, it
1: was a bad pass. Yeah, I don't. I don't oh, know. what the heck are you doing, throwing the ball? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he could have <laughs> scrambled. I thought he—I was, was watching watching it again. I was like, he, I thought he could have just scrambled. And he just throws a pass inside, and the receiver's yeah. going uh, going inside to the end zone. The receiver didn't even make a move for him. The receiver's like, what, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> you can't even see me. So, so it was definitely yeah. a matchup where they were able to get away with that, but it's right. not something – I mean, I, I don't think – I would think that the Dolphins know that the norm isn't that they're going to go into a game with three healthy cornerbacks. right? Um, So, again, I mean, outside of cornerback – and even offensive tackle, I mean, I don't I don't think it's the pressing need that that it, it appeared to be. Obviously, once I mean when Toron Armstead and Austin Jackson are out of the lineup, yeah. I mean, the offensive line kind of fell apart. Um, and you still do have reservations about Armstead battling that toe injury because it seems like it's going to be something that sticks with him for the rest of the, of the season. Um, but if he's able to stay in the lineup, when he's been in the lineup, he's played well. Brandon Show, I mean, he looked, she's looked pretty good. I mean. The best thing you can say about an offensive lineman is that you don't notice them, and you don't say their name. And I have, I didn't, I didn't notice Brandon Schell on uh, at right tackle on Sunday, so I think that that means that he did a, a pretty solid job. Um, so you know, when Austin Jackson comes back, I'm assuming he'll go back to the to the uh, to that starting role. Um, Brandon Shell it seems like he can be a, a viable. Um, competent swing tackle that you need to step in if, if injury comes. I think you're you're set there. Obviously, you can never have too many good offensive linemen. We talked about this in, in uh, training camp. You can never have too many good linemen. You can never have uh, too many good pass rushers. You can never have too many uh, good cornerbacks. Um, but again, like I I, I don't I, if I'm the Dolphins, I don't make a move just to get be like all right, I'm gonna get a marginal cornerback. Yeah to add depth. I mean, they have depth. I mean, they got, they got guys on the, on the practice squad at the end of the roster who can step up and be marginal. But if you're talking about a game changer, and again, I don't, I don't know who the names are on, on that trade block or maybe possible um, to trade for, but if you can make a move that like, okay, like you're elevating, you're, you're elevating the defense. I mean, this defense now, I mean, they, they started to stack a couple games. games, um, but if you can get that guy that moves the needle and I think a lot of it will kind of depend on what the team sees in Byron's potential availability for the rest of the year. Cause if he's not able to return and you don't think he's going to be on a trajectory or, or a trending to where he's going to be able to return and play at the uh, standard and the level that we've seen in the past, I think you definitely try to make that move. I mean, this is a team that has said for months and months and months, we think we're ready to win now. We think we're ready to compete. If you think you're ready to compete, And there's a move to be made, especially at his position as important as cornerback on your team. I think you I think you do it. And even if Byron doesn't come back, uh, I mean, even if Byron does come back, then you then you again have three capable corners. I mean, Nick Needham went down for the year with an Achilles injury, which really messed up their depth because he plays inside. He plays outside. He probably would have played some safety after Brandon Jones went down, but he obviously uh, wasn't available. So cornerback is the one position where I say. Yeah, if you could find a guy that fits your system and moves the needle for your defense, you you give up premium uh, draft cap. I'm not doing a one unless it's like, I mean, I don't know, some some top flight cornerback on the market. But yeah, I, I I dip into the day two stash for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also, I mean, I you go.
0: They win the game with three healthy cornerbacks. I mean, you're facing most of, a lot of the good offenses, the real offenses. You know, you need that just to get in the door. Yeah, and just get on the field, and you know if if you can't if you don't come with that, uh, you need three starting you need three starting quality cornerbacks, you know, just to survive once once things get cold, uh, and around people start returning gifts, so, um, I I don't think they need they they can probably survive with the three you know, another three cornerbacks this week against the, you know, Detroit Hudson's, um, you know, because it's,
1: you know, it's Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, three, three cornerbacks is, is uh, that, that, that's dicey, that's a dicey business, but you know, like, like you said, they are facing a Detroit lions team that is one in five. Uh, it's facing struggles. I mean, I think that there were a lot of people, you know, they're coached by uh i a former, former Dolphins assistant. And, you know, that stepped into the interim role, Dan Campbell. Um, He's uh, leading that group in Detroit. I think that a lot of people saw, you know, year two of him is, you know, this is the year that maybe they can take a little bit of a step. Haven't seen it as much one in five record. One of the worst. (laughs) Yeah. One of the worst uh, defenses in the NFL. They're allowing the most yards per play in the league, as well as the second most points so far. Um, and I got to say, if there's any game, I mean, I thought last week was with Tua coming back, I thought that was going to be the week that we saw them really explode and this offense take off. You got to take off against this. I mean, you got to take off against this defense. Am I, am I, this is – they don't stop nobody. I mean, <laughs> that's it. It's like, you know, they, so, yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean 32.3 yeah. points per game told uh they're allowing I mean that's 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 full, that's, that's in downtown points. Detroit <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I mean they're I was gonna say they, they've allowed the second uh most points um in the NFL but they're they're averaging the most points allowed because they played one fewer game um in the New Orleans Saints four more points <laughs> four more points uh per game than the Saints it's, that's um, just bad yeah, I mean, there's not I mean, they, they do have some they do have some uh, some firepower on offense. Obviously, Jared Goff can throw the ball around. Um, they, they have um, St. Brown, the wide receiver, who's coming back from concussion uh, concussion protocol. They have a good offensive line. Um, but again, I mean, I think that before the season, we saw this this slate right here. I mean, I started kind of starting with the Steelers game. We have the Steelers. You have the Lions. The Bears and then you know games against the Texans and the Browns um, I think we saw we all viewed this part of the schedule as all right this is where you can start to stack some games I mean this is I mean ahead of that kind of treacherous December slate um you know they're four and yeah. three right now I think that that's generally right around where most people expected them to be again I don't think that people expected them to to get to it this way um but you're four and three third in the in the division um it doesn't seem like the Jets are going to fall off anytime soon. I mean, I, I don't know if they're for real, but you know, they're five and two right now. So uh, I expect them to, to, to keep on winning some games. Obviously the Bills are in a class of their own. Um uh, and you, you do have to start stacking some wins um you know to, to really set yourself up for that stretch run. Um and, and I think they do. I mean again I guess you know last week I said I thought the Steelers I thought this this that was a ready made matchup for the Dolphins to really take advantage of the Steelers defense. I was wrong. But I'm going back. I'm doubling down. I think this is the week where they start to take off. <laughs> Another week of Tua, uh, get that chemistry, get that rapport down with uh, some of those receivers. Uh, I think we see their, uh, you know, their best offensive game since week two against the Ravens. I think that they, they win. I won't say in a route because, you know, it, it's t- it's tough to, it's tough to blow out NFL teams as I, as I saw, as I witnessed last weekend. <laughs> um, I won't say a route, but I think that the offense uh, really takes off in Detroit. What do you think? I'm I'm gonna say
0: I'm ordering up a 40 burger. 40 and, burger. Uh, okay. And uh yeah, I there's not a lot other than the uniforms and Ford Field, there's not a lot to like about uh the you know the Detroit Edsels. So I'm gonna I that defense is just tailor-made. This is this is the week you this is your buffet week. You know, this is your buffet week, Tyreek. This, this is, is your pick, is, is this you know. Piccadilly week? Is this Piccadilly? Yeah, week? It's, it's, <laughs> let's, get up, let's get up. there, get up early, Sunday brunch, and let's eat. Let's get load
1: up on the bacon and the eggs. English muffins. You know. Um, I will I will, I will say I, I will say the Lions do again, they do have some offensive weapons. They are they are six in yards per play, They're top ten in points, which is higher than the dolphins. Um, so this could be a shootout. I mean, this could be the type of game where the, the offense does really need to put up closer to 30 points to win.
0: I, I like, I like the Dolphins. I I think the Dolphins D will. Uh, I think they'll handle enough business business enough against Jerry golf. I won't say 40 to 21. I mean, that's a blowout. I mean, that's, a, that's a blowout. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think this is a game that sets up that way. And. um, there, There's no reason it shouldn't be. Uh, now, of course, again, of course, the NFL. You know, uh, we thought there was there was no reason for what happened last night in New England. Uh, but I just don't see the I don't see the Lions being the team that jumps up and surprises the Dolphins like that. Um, I just think there's there's it's a bad matchup for for uh, you know for Detroit and uh, yeah, you know, Dolphins going to do to them what, uh, you know, white flight did in the riots did to it, the city.
1: <laughs> I could always count on you for a good one-liner. That's a, if anything, I count on you for a good one-liner. So, yeah, I mean, we're both taking the Dolphins. Um, again, I think that, as I said before, this is the part of the schedule where if you're, if you're a real contender, you got to start stacking up some wins there. We both think that they will Um, But as I always say, I mean, that's why I play the games on Sunday. So we'll see how they fare. That brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins in depth podcast. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in reminder to share, like subscribe, comment below, subscribe, 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 all that good stuff. We'll be back. We'll be back next week to recap another weekend of Dolphins football. But until then, you guys take care. See you.